So I go now to Monica Cromhurst, who's an astrologer from Somerset West. Good morning, Monica. Hi there. Hi, hi. Morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you well. Do you hear me? Yeah, there's just a bit of uh, knocking going on, so I just don't know if your line's good. Uh, shall we test a bit more? I, That's much I'm better. On my cell that's phone and I just put it down, so maybe that was the knocking. Yes, that was the knocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Monica, I was talking about um, the, the the fact. Okay, there's a bit of knocking, but um, it'll all settle down, I'm sure. I was talking about the fact that um, there is a, um, a partial eclipse of the sun. And I was watching Rod Suskin, and he was talking about how eclipses are not things that astrologers normally worry about because in the grand scheme of things, they don't affect normal people. They tend to be harbingers of doom to those in power. <laughs> Oh. And and he was talking about the fact that in this case it might be um, looking at the uh, the chart of the South African Treasury. It might be Pravin Gordon who is uh, under the, uh, the 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 plague of this particular um, eclipse. <laughs> he was suggesting if he survived if he survived the eclipse, then he he, he might be able to ride it out. Yeah. Um, um, would you like me to comment? Um, I, I think I was I was talking more about people who are looking upward to the sky, and uh, because uh, I think the comment for me was just interested in, in because I mentioned the um, the eclipse, um, and what he said it's not something that affect would would affect the listeners, but there is something that's happening in this the sky that would affect listeners. Uh, well. Um, the, the the actual position of the planets in the sky, whether it's an eclipse or wherever the planets are, uh, it does uh, doesn't actually do anything physically to us at all. They're like the hands of a clock, uh, uh, giving us or or like a, a weather conditions, telling us what the weather conditions are, and we can respond to those conditions in any way that we choose. And uh, so, yes, there has been uh, for, for a few years now uh, a particularly difficult combination of those weather, so-called weather conditions as, as described by the position of the planets. Um, would you like me to elaborate on that now? Yeah, I think because that I think a lot of people talk about 2016. What a terrible year! What you're saying is that they've been, it's been, there's been a tricky constellation of planets. Yes, uh, that that combination of planets uh, began uh, towards the end of 2011, and it brought with it a tremendous and escalating stress worldwide. Uh, historically, uh, to, to governments and countries and big organizations like banks and schools and uh, education systems, uh, but it also has had particular influence on individuals. And that the quality of that uh, stressful and, and influence that has been getting harder 
since uh, the end of 2011 has the, the two energies at work there, the, the two uh, um, conditions are like storm conditions. One is a, an empowering energy and the other is a liberating force. And what are the planets? And the two, the one is Pluto, that is the empowering energy and the liberating force is the planet Uranus. And uh, those two have um, not been able to really uh, work in an outward kind of way that we would see that there's been anything empowered or, or liberated. In fact, the opposite. The, world, the conditions in the world, whether it be for countries or for individuals, has deteriorated and become really, really difficult and ongoing in that difficulty. And what, what is uh, interesting and encouraging now is that those circumstances are beginning, will soon be over. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that works out in as many different ways for each individual, as well as each corporation and each country, each government. And uh, the outcome is highly likely to be a good one. A liberating, empowering outcome. And w so, when is uh, as, when is this going to end? Uh, it finally they finally separate uh, 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 towards the end of March into the first uh, ten days or so of April before they move apart and will not come together in that way again for a very very long time, not in our lifetimes. So this has just been an intense period with these two planets. Is it a little bit like a spring tide? The one planet will have an effect and then the other and um, put together they they give this... Yeah, well it's two, it's two forces that up until now and still for until the end of March into the first few days of April, they, they've almost been working against each other so we're not, they haven't been able to see what exactly is going on. But what we do know is that there's a transformative process that's going on. And most of my work as an astrologer relates to individuals. Um, I work with individuals. I don't work with politics and that, that mm. bigger picture. Mm. I keep in track, a track of that mm. all the time because it's, it really shows us in the bigger picture what's happening. But every individual has been going through a prolonged period of being trapped within a state of disempowerment uh, and inability to move out of um, into a state of being free because we as individuals are also being transformed as are our governments and our countries and our corporations and our institutions where they're all being transformed and I can tell you it's daunting for an astrologer to say anything because it's so enormous and so big and now that we're at the end of it for the last few months and until the end of it uh, which is uh, uh, quite soon uh, it's been at its hardest it's worst it's most challenging astrologically be before it um, suddenly resolves and so and, as you so, say it's quite hard as an astrologer to say someone to someone hang in there it's going to yes. end, but okay, it's going to take a couple of years. <laughs> it's much easier well, for you to uh, say on air now, well, hang in, guys, it's just till the end of the month. <laughs> yes, 
Yeah, it has it has been hard. I'm sure other astrologers have felt the same. Mm. It certainly was hard for me, but it's a relief now to know uh, that it's almost over. But the challenge for me is that uh, if I look at it logically, I can't imagine how this is going to sort itself out in such a short time. Mm. So I'm waiting with as much interest as anybody else might be to see how it works. And I can tell you a little bit about um, where we are now. I actually drew up a chart for the time of the eclipse. Okay. Um, I I agree with uh, Rod that the eclipse is not that important to an individual life, except that it does indicate a particular area of focus if someone is looking at their own individual birth chart. Okay. But uh, we're not going to do that tonight because everyone has a different birth chart. Mm. But uh, generally speaking, uh, the position of the planets together show um, tonight at the, uh, and for the next little while a high level of flexibility, which means we can't really know that exactly what's going to happen, uh, bec- but something is going to happen and the outcome of it is so flexible that we can't actually predict what it's going to be. And uh, there's a low level of logic. In other words, it's difficult to understand uh, and verbalize exactly what this is all about. That improves, actually, um, uh, in a a few weeks. That understanding is going to improve. But right now, uh, whether we're looking at our own lives or we're looking at uh, the the state of our country or other countries in the world – we, we can only scratch our heads and wonder where on earth is this going. We can't understand. And at the same time, caught up in that flexibility of um, no boundaries. Okay. And nothing to hold on to. You were talking about the eclipse. An eclipse is one thing and shadowing another thing. Um, would it be the case of something's happening but you can't see it because it's in the shadow? So there might be some changes but you can't immediately see it because the changes are behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. It it very much is like that. The eclipse itself is in the sign of Pisces, which is the sign of invisibility. can't be seen. Okay. Um, So there are things that we don't know and we, we can't understand. We don't have the capacity or the knowledge, uh, even those people at high level, high levels of government, they also can't know. So it's a very trying time, but we can also see it as a very exciting time. Mm. Uh, and uh, in particular for us as individuals, each one of us to examine our own levels of where is it that we are disempowered? What is it that's disempowering us in our lives? We are each being disempowered in some way, but on the brink of becoming empowered. And on the other side, we, each one of us in a particular way, stuck. Mm. We can't move forward. We can't get out of where we are. So but the truth is we're going through this metamorphic process of become, coming, turning from a butterfly into a from a caterpillar into a butterfly but we don't understand butterflies and that can be very scary yes yes now um 
that liberation is going to be different for Malibongwe, it's going to be different from Ayama, it's going to be different for me, because we will yeah. manifest it in the way according to our actual individual chart. Well, that's right. So, it's, although you're talking generally, it will, it will be a different kind of liberation in a different place, perhaps. What, yeah, in, a, in different areas of our lives. Okay. So uh, what, what are the main what, areas that it could manifest in? Well, there aren't main areas because every individual is different. And astrology describes 12 different areas of our lives. They're called houses. Yes. I just and, wanted you to share the different houses where people might be yes. feeling that sense of um, uh, cocoonedness um, before they get well, to be a butterfly. I can, uh, I can tell you, um, if you like, in just a very quick way, the the nature of the 12 houses and and maybe if anyone's really interested any listeners really interested they could write it down okay. and try and work out in which of those areas are they feeling disempowered and in which of those areas are they feeling empowered or not not empowered but trapped okay so i'll tell you just quickly um quite a bit of information but i'll i'll do it as in a simple way as i can uh, the first area is the way in which we express ourselves into the world, what we show to the world, mm. our our um, our personalities, our image that we have. And the second one is our values and the, how, the way we value ourselves and the values that we live by. And the third area is to do with communication and thinking and knowledge and how we express that knowledge. And the fourth area is to do with home and family, uh, which includes our tribal connections, our ancestry, and also the way that we connect with the world at large and with our family uh, of humanity. And the fifth house is the house of creativity, uh, which has a high high expression of, of revealing to us where we can connect with creative forces in order to become a creative force on the earth, those people who are going to really make a difference in the world uh, later on this year will be needing to do that. And uh, then the sixth area is the area, um, I'm just generalizing here, but it's the area of service, the ways in which we can serve, uh, be of service to the world and to uh, to the, the our own environment. The seventh house is the, is the house of one-on-one relationships. That doesn't necessarily mean romances. It's all one-on-one relationships that are important to us. And in particular, a life partner, if we have a life partner. And the eighth house is the house of transformation and of power and how we use our power and particularly our potentials to be the uh, a, a divine and a powerful uh, alchemist or a magician in order to make things happen in our world and uh, the, this is a lot of information I'm so aware of that you want me to carry on here you might as well just finish it off because I, I think be- what we're asking we're asking listeners to consider if there are ways yes. where in their relationships they've been feeling a little bit stuck or um, yes. yeah for example there are, four, there are four areas I haven't mentioned and then I've given you the whole long list uh, the ninth area is about broadening our horizons and seeing the bigger picture. So we may see that we're stuck because we are, we, we're living in a box and we can't see beyond the bigger picture. 
And the tenth house is to do with our life work and uh, the ways in which we can impact on the public. And the eleventh house has to do with knowing what we want and how we're going to get what we want Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of working uh, with other people, in harmony with other people or in cooperation with other people. And then the twelfth house is a very mysterious place uh, of secrets and hidden things. So those are the 12 areas, and for each of us, two of those areas are in focus now. And in one of them, we're disempowered, and the other, we're stuck, and we need to be set free. Do you think it helps people to know that there's an end to the stuckness? Well, I would think so. Uh, It would be awful to think that the stuckness is going to go on forever, which it has begun to feel like that because it's been going on for so long. Mm. Now, um, there, there is a comment that sometimes when we're told that we're going to feel a sense of being liberated, um, you say it, so you believe it. If you say to people, uh, you know, you are, uh, you know, there's that wonderful story of, of um, I think some monks who are told that they are the next leader and everyone stands up as if as if they're the next leader. So in other words, if you're told you are powerful beyond your means, you start to believe it. If you're told that you are stuck and you, you, mm. you're not... Uh, do, you, do you find that people often um, are suggestive? Is, is that a, an often, oftentimes criticism? When you show people what's in the chart, they manifest what you've told them. Well, it's so complex that I wouldn't know how they would manage that. They may um, have a change of attitude. Uh, If you know that um, people tell me when they come to see me, they tell me about their stuckness and how how trapped and, and, and powerless they feel. I don't tell them that. They tell me. And, um, in that very areas where the freedom is coming. And I guess it doesn't do any harm being told that they're going to be free, but then because they see it differently, they allow themselves to be free. Mm. But it's going to happen in very practical ways, very tangible ways that go beyond uh, just how a person thinks or feels. Now, inevitably, there's a WhatsApp that's come through. Um, Daryl from WorkCup says, what a load of bollocks. I never heard such drivel in all my life. There's signs to this. This is not something that, that you're just making up. Um, it's not something, uh, this mm. goes much deeper than the kind of column we see in the newspaper. Tell mm. us about the science of it and where it goes back to. Yeah. I, I understand that people who don't know anything about astrology um, could think uh, that it's just a lot of hogwash. Uh, but if they if they did even study it just a little bit, they would quickly see that uh, it's very hard to escape seeing that uh, that it has meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do as astrologers is that we look at the cycles of the planets as they travel around the sun, but how we view them here from Earth. So um, that they are simply reproducing the cycles of nature, because the planets, of course, are part of nature. Everything to do with the whole universe is part of nature. And as astrologers, we really just look at the cycles of the planets. We don't look at the whole the whole sky. Uh, how nice that would be if we could, but we don't know enough to do that. 
And those cycles of the planets are repeating. They repeat in a very predictable way, uh, as do, for instance, the, uh, the passing of the seasons and the rising and the setting of the sun. And um, the, the, the cycle of a, a plant, as it's a seed is sown and it sends down roots and then it sends up a shoot and the shoot has leaves and eventually there's flowers and fruit. Uh, there are certain cycles and seasons for everything. And the one place where we can see that uh, in a way that is beyond our um, capacity to change or manipulate or destroy is the cycles of the planets around the sun, which have been known uh, in their uh, regularity for, for eons of time. If going right back to early uh, Sumeria and Mesopotamia, they already knew uh, about the, the cycles of the visible planets and had drawn up things, charts that are very similar with their information to the charts that we use today as astrologers. And what's the difference so, uh, between uh, Western astrology and Indian astrology? They, they come from two different worldviews. Uh, Indian astrology uh, is very based on uh, karma and past lives and reincarnation. And uh, that's how they, how they live and their culture is based on that. And uh, the, uh, the, the other more modern astrology, which is the one that I work with, is uh, based on a, a, a different worldview, using the same information, but uh, applying a different worldview, which is, is based more on knowing that we have a, a choice in our lives, that we're not puppets to the planets, and that no matter how low we are or how bad life may be, we can make a difference. So this and is that is, in the, fact, what happens in our society. So this is not fortune-telling? No. Uh, astrologers uh, can't tell the fortune. One of the problems that we have is that we're often thought to be psychic, or we get treated as though we are psychics. But we, we don't, we're not psychic. We can't look into the future and say what's going to happen. We can talk about the weather conditions, metaphorically. Mm, mm. And what, what you do with the weather is your choice. Mm. Uh, if there were a storm coming and you heard, and you heard on, the, on the radio that there was a storm coming, you could rejoice and run out into it, into the lightning and the thunder and the rain, and love every minute. Or you could choose to hide away under your bed. Mm. So we, do, we, do, we have a choice to deal with the weather conditions as uh, we know of them. And the planets describe uh, something similar to the weather conditions. Mm. And we all know that even though we know the weather forecast, we still get caught out. <laughs> Does that <Yes>. happen? <laughs> uh, well, either we get caught out because we don't believe the weather forecast or the weather forecasters make a, a mistake. Yes. No. It works both ways. Um, if anyone wants to call in 021-446-0567, you can SMS 31567. Often people want um, uh, a, a person like yourself 
to give some sense, a quick sense of something that's going to happen. Often people call in for that. Um, the reality is there's a huge amount of information. And now, of course, with the computer, somebody could phone in and bada boom, bada bang, you'd have their chart in front of them, in front of you. But mm-hmm. it's very difficult to give somebody uh uh, in in a in a in a little short time, a sense of what's going on when there's all these planets that interconnect in in very meaningful ways. Well, I mean, you can try and you know, an astrologer can try and do a party trick on the on the radio, yeah, and just pull something like a rabbit out of a hat. Mm. But I have too much respons- too much respect for um, astrology and too much responsibility to the individual uh, to try that. Um, uh, I spend at, at least an hour preparing for a reading uh, uh, each time I do a reading, which is every day, and I wouldn't dare just pull something out of the top of my head without that preparation. But we can speak, in, as I did earlier on, in general terms mm. about the general experiences that we're all going to have. Uh, it's the specifics of in which part of our lives and what will be affected. That kind of thing we can only do after looking uh, in depth at a chart. Now, you mentioned that this sort of um, uh, these two planets, I think you said Pluto and Uranus, that's going to finish sort of March. There was something about these three days. What, were the, what was the smaller planetary yeah. issue? Yeah, what is um, really interesting right now uh, is a, a combination of elements that's working quite rapidly uh, right now, be, uh, beginning today, tomorrow, and the 28th, where there's a, um, a combination between two planets, uh, Mars and Uranus, which is a, a, a very active, uh, unpredictable, kind of wild and crazy combination that... Uh, is being very strongly held by uh, other positive forces. Uh, on its own, uh, it could be seen to be quite dangerous and um, walking on a, a nice edge, as it were. Uh, but there's positive energies that are holding it firm uh, for everyone, the, uh, whether it's high-level um, people doing very important jobs or uh, very ordinary people, even children. That, that there is a, a, a something that's happening right now that's holding us and it's working as a, in a kind of a trigger, as a trigger uh, preparing us uh, or preparing the way, the same way you prepare a vegetable bed, preparing a way, the way ahead for the end of this very long and very difficult period of time. So it's, 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 it's about sort of the gateway for that cocoon that you were talking about. Yes, yes, an an opportunity to begin to find our way out, like that uh, caterpillar now become a butterfly, which is where we all can be right now, uh, able to come out and experience a whole new kind of existence. Now, people often say when when they look at the newspaper, they said, this is ridiculous, everyone can't be having the same thing. Uh, For someone who um, thinks that, uh, this is not accurate. The only way for them to know would be for them to have an accurate chart reading. You can predict some major elements, what you call a chart regression, uh, if somebody doesn't know exactly when they were born from the events in their lives. How does that work? Uh, 
I don't use that at all. I did in my early days. I've been an astrologer now for two decades. And in the early days, I tried that. I don't use it at all anymore because okay. I found it to be completely unreliable. Okay. And I, uh, you only need to do that if you don't have a time of birth. And I have another system that I use uh, if there's no time of birth. I create a chart that leaves out everything that needs the time of birth. And what's left is, is reliable. And talk, I talk about that. Oh, okay. And that's a lot, a lot to talk about. Yes. And so there's enough to be able to give the person a sense of... Um, yeah, well, most of the chart doesn't need the birth time. Okay. Uh, the, the, what the birth time does give is very interesting information. Uh, but if the birth time is not available, it doesn't mean that there's not, nothing available. It's just those certain things that are not available. Now, I found an article which was talking about the woman in the Stone Age. We always think of work, working forward. Can you walk back? Can, could you work back to the Stone Age? Yeah, you can. And um, with now, especially with the software, the really great software that astrologers have, we can work back into the past as, as far distant as you like. Hundreds or thousands of years, maybe millions of years. I never thought about that, but mm. I don't see why not. As well as working into the future to similar distant times. So theoretically, if there was, were to be a situation like you have in the movies that a meteorite was going to hit the Earth, could that be something that would be predictable? Yeah, it, it, uh, it certainly could be. Uh, but then you'd be looking very generally and not specifically at anything, at any one person. Yes. But you could, you could predict a threat coming on the world. Okay. Um, Monica, thanks for giving that sort of overview. Um, you mentioned the three days that are coming up. What should people do yes. with that in mind? Is there just or just simply observe and uh, be aware? Well, that yeah, the, most, the most important thing for us all to do now in this last phase of this difficult time is to really just do what needs to be done. Uh, it's not a good time to initiate anything new uh, or to try and push for anything. But uh, just to watch and observe what's going on and respond to what falls in your path. Do that. Be responsible. Do your best. Uh, work with integrity. And um, until this period has passed, uh, because in the process of following uh, what's in front of you, you find your way without you even realizing that you are doing that. It's only when we try to push against um, opposing forces that began to cause trouble for ourselves and especially now these today and the next two days uh, which are um, uh, a, a very tight energy going on and uh, triggering something else that will uh, be happening in the future so remember these two these couple of days it's almost worth keeping a little journal just for these three days on what exactly happens now so you can pick it up later on as to what was triggered in these three days so if so if and somebody the actual events and if somebody says something a little bit off base should you take it seriously when it comes from loved ones or politicians 
Is it just part of the well, three I, days? I, you know, I tend to think we should always take what people say seriously. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, uh, not personally, not take it personally, but take things seriously. Okay, okay I hear you. Uh, and know that people speak from where they're coming from and they may not themselves really know what they're talking about. Okay. Well, Monica, thanks so much for staying up and, okay. <laughs> and chatting with us into the wee hours of the morning. I really appreciate your time on Cape Talk. And it was good to talk to you, Lindsay. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Monica Cromhout.